of the living geek. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Tornado Tag Radio here on NOTLG.com. Today, we are going to talk about NXT TakeOver Chicago and WWE Backlash. My name is John, and joining me this week, returning to the podcast, is my good friend, Courtney. Courtney, hello. Hi. How's it going? It's going all right. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. It's not like I talk to you basically every day. So I, <laughs> I always like think that's weird. How are you? Like we didn't just talk like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> or three hours before that. Or Exactly. <laughs> so we're here to talk about a couple of events that happened this past weekend that you attended. I was there. You were there. Thank you. Cue the shitty WWE shirt that says that on the back. <laughs> but it also has print on the front as well because oh, it's... Yeah. it's Come not, on, of course it does. It's not a WWE shirt unless it has print on both sides of it. Gotta be double-sided. That's how it happens. Which is how, how my uh, Baron Corbin shirt is looking right now. Oh, Baron Corbin. Hey, we love Big Breakfast here. And by we, <laughs> I mean me. You, you really love the big breakfast. I got Marianne to come around on Alexa Bliss, but I she's not budging on Baron Corbin. <laughs> There's only so much you can do. Only so much it's you can do. Very true. So, okay, so you went to these two events. Uh, I'm going to throw a curveball because before I said, all right, we're going to talk about Takeover, and then we're going to talk about Backlash. I believe you also went to. Did you go to Freelance? Was it or AI? One of your many wonderful promotions you go to? <laughs> uh, I went to Freelance on Friday night. I went to Evolve Saturday afternoon. And then NXT was Saturday night. And then Backlash was Sunday night. Oh, so you just had a grand old time. So I just did four shows in like 60 hours or something ridiculous. No big deal. No, nothing at all. <laughs> uh, anything of note from... I actually forgot that Evolve was running... They ran... Didn't they run during Backlash? Too? Yeah, they had a show in Detroit, I think, during Backlash while I was on. Or sometime at that point, sometime at that during that day, at least. Anything of note from either one of those shows you would like to talk about? Um, because I actually didn't watch, I didn't watch Evolve and just forgot about it until we started talking. Uh, Evolve was good. I got there a little bit late because good old Chicago traffic. Um, but the, the big thing for me was Keith Lee and Donovan Dijak was fucking incredible. I did see some um, gifts from that and it looked really it's, cool. It was really good. I would definitely try and find a way to at least watch that. Um, it was, it was super great. And those two guys are just so badass. I love them both so much, Yeah, but they had a good, like, it was a smart move cause they did. It was like a solid 18 minute opener. Holy so, moly. Yeah, it opened, which I was shocked by because I walked in. And it was just starting when I walked in. I'm like, holy shit, they're going to start with this one. <laughs> um, but it was really great. It, it was a super awesome match. Uh, it went long. There was some crowd shit. I thought everybody was going to die. Oh, no. Uh, Donovan Dijak like dove, did like a top like dive off the top rope into the crowd onto Keith Lee into like six rows of chairs. Holy shit. Yeah, it was nuts. I was like, I don't understand. These big boys, they move too fast. <laughs> uh, so that was really good. Um, I missed the main, which that made me sad because I 
drove my parents. My parents all came to the WWE shows with me. Yes. So I left before Riddle and Kyle O'Reilly so I could go pick them up because they didn't know how to drive there and stuff. So uh, I missed that one. But I did see I left. It was like serendipitous because right when Zack Sabre Jr. won against Ethan Page, which was also really good, uh, right as... Ethan, you know, he got the pin. My Uber pulled up and it was like, ah, Uber knew to wait until Zach won to let me have my moment. That's amazing. Like, All right, now you can fuck off. So it worked out well. But yeah, it, uh, Evolve was good. Stokely Hathaway is amazing. Uh, obviously, he's the best yes. part of every show. But Confirm. yeah, it was pretty. I thought it was fun. Sweet. Yeah. I will check that out on uh, the old Flow Slam there. Yeah, I would definitely watch uh, Keith Lee and Dijak if you can only watch one thing from the show. All right, I will. That's honestly, that's probably what I will. It's watch. probably as much as you'll get to. <laughs> because, because as we know, I'm very far too much behind. going on. Too much, too much happening. All yeah. right, so NXT Takeover Chicago. Yes. How was? Well, actually, what was the? Um, oh, so okay, you have already seen the matches that will be happening this week. Yes. Yeah. So they started off with um, they actually started everything really, really strongly, I thought, because the first match that was for they started at like 615. Everything got moved to weird times because they wanted to give people enough time to like come from Evolve. Right. So it was kind of strange start time. So it started at 615 and they started with three matches for um, the NXT show this week that's coming out and they opened the whole thing. With Alistair Black. Okay, I I need to know: Is his entrance as cool live as it is on tape? It is because they play, you know, your NXT music, the takeover, whatever, and then for his entrance, they actually cut all the lights. Yes. So it's awesome. So all the lights go out, and everyone's like, "Ooh, what's going on?" And then his music hits, and his music's a fucking jam. Yes. His music is one of the best themes NXT's had in a while. Agreed. So it's a, it was totally just badass. And then they do his sort of like Nosferatu lift up entrance yes, yes. off to the side. So you can still see it, but it's not like down the entrance ramp. It's like off to the side and then he kind of walks around. Yeah. Um, but everyone lost their shit because his shirt came out like the day before. Yeah. And it's only pre-order on the website, but they were selling it at the venue. Ooh. Yeah, so like the line, I was like, "Why is the merch line so long?" Because I was gonna, I you know, I don't usually buy stuff. I usually wait till it goes to like buy one get one half off yeah. on WWE. Um, but I saw everyone in line was waiting because they were all buying the Alistair Black shirt. Wow. Yeah, there was tons of people, like straight up people changing after they get the shirt, like after they bought it, were changing <laughs> right there and putting it on over their shirt that they wore. Uh, my friend Marissa was had her her boyfriend's shirt on when I went uh, to leave, and I saw her. She was like, "Oh yeah, we bought it. We had a, you know, we had to get it." So yeah, there was tons of people who just put it on because I was like, "Where is everybody getting these Alistair Black shirts from?" <laughs> and I ended up selling them there. So you... it was pretty awesome. <laughs> Chicago lost its shit for him. I mean, I hope that they, I hope the reaction comes off uh, in the episode this week. We'll have to see. Do you think that's one of the first? Um white shirts that most of those people own <laughs> yeah yeah i think so i think it really is i i, saw... I love i love when that shirt came out and everyone was like hey this shirt's really cool but it doesn't come in black and i'm just like no no it doesn't come in the black the last thing i need is another black shirt <laughs> yeah i have way too many of those somebody today 
said, John, you look different. And I said, I'm wearing a gray shirt instead of a black <laughs> shirt. And they said, yeah, I actually think that's that's what's that different. That might be the reason. <laughs> I'm like, gee, thanks. Yep. So I I absolutely love his entire entrance. I just love the way he's presented. Mm-hmm. It's it's just, uh And plus, I mean, I love him. He's the best. He's so nice, too. Yeah. Great dude. Um, what else? There were some other matches we had. I mean, we will talk. We'll we will address these matches uh, on our regular Friday show. So yeah. you're gonna go check those out. So let's let's just get into it here. We open the show with um, Roderick Strong taking yeah. on Eric Young, and man, Chicago loved them some Roderick Strong. Yeah, it's, Chicago crowds are always super smarky because it's such a huge indie area here. Yeah. So I think a lot of people in the crowd like even previous to NXT knew who Roderick Strong was. So uh, even my parents were cheering for Roderick Strong because they know him because like <laughs> we've we met, we've known him for like two or three years now. And so even my parents were like, "Hey, he's that guy, you know. We'll cheer for him." So uh yeah, he was he was really over. I was actually really surprised at how popular he was. Um I don't know. Roddy's good, so it doesn't yeah. like surprise me that people like him. Right. I just I haven't watched NXT as intensely as I probably should have in the the coming up to this to oh, know I... like all the stories and stuff exactly. But yeah. I was like, man, people really are buying into the Roderick Strong thing. That's kind of cool because I think people critique him a lot for being really boring. But in Chicago, everybody at that show was like super behind him. I all right, so I feel like some wrestlers are like boring. And I won't name names just because I don't want to, you know. And Roderick Strong sometimes is one of those people. Yeah. But I I thoroughly enjoyed him in, in this match. I think this is one of the first times. it w- uh, I, Would I call it a coming out party for him? Yeah, I think I would. I think it showcased him very well. And I, yeah, I agree. I like Eric Young, too. I like, I mean, Sanity's kind of weird, as I don't really know. I don't know, but... <laughs> Sanity is Nikki Cross for me. I mean, oh, honestly. Yes, definitely. For sure. <laughs> um, yeah, but I thought I thought the match was pretty pretty good. And I'm looking at all the run times. Everybody got got time, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It well, was a, yeah, it was a good match. It was fine. I'm not big on Eric Young. I don't mind him, but I'm not like super interested or whatever. Uh, but I thought it was fine. It was a good way to start the show. Yes. I was afraid they were going to start the show. I don't know. The card was kind of stacked weirdly. With the way that the the order played out, um, but it it was fine to start the show with that match. I might have moved it and switched it around a little bit, but right, it, it got it got what it needed to do. I think if you look at how everything played out in each match, it makes a little more sense as to why the main event was the main event. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but let's just talk about I don't know, probably not probably the best match of the weekend. Oh, John, <laughs> I don't know how you want me to speak about this and not lose my mind and talk for 45 minutes. All right. I really don't. I'll try and I'll try and rein you in at about 30. OK, that'll work. That'll work for me. So we had Tyler Bate defending the WWE United Kingdom Championship against the bruiserweight Pete Dunne. Yeah, just some guy. Just some guy. And just Pete Dunne. some guy. Some guy. Some guy that I said to at Bola, we fucking know who you are and you need to come back to America. Um, and he did. And he beat the shit out of Tyler Bate. 
<laughs> this match was amazing. And I mean, I don't know what I expected. I didn't expect anything less from them. Right. I just, ugh, our little British children. Oh. <laughs> They're all grown up. They're all grown up. So I, just go. I'm going to let you go. So this go. is... Uh, hands down, the best match I have ever seen live. And I, I know that that is a big claim for me because I have been a wrestling fan for about 21 years at this point. So yeah. I have seen a lot of wrestling. Uh, and this is hands down the best match I have ever seen in person. It was absolutely insane. Not only was the match insane, but the crowd was so into it. I don't think I've ever been somewhere aside from maybe like I don't even think a WrestleMania match I've been to has had a crowd that was that invested. I really don't. I think the only thing I can compare it to in terms of things I've seen is when Seth cashed in the money in the bank at WrestleMania and the reaction for that. I think that's the only thing I could compare it to in terms of like the amount of energy you could feel from the crowd. It was just so it was so crazy because it started fine. And everybody was like into it. Everybody kind of, I think there was like a weird pitter patter around the room where everyone was like, this could be the match of the night, you know, before it even started. And then once it got about four or five minutes in, all of a sudden it was like nonstop chanting from the first uh, near fall, people were standing up. Like the last six minutes of that match, I was stood up the entire time and I was in section 100 and something. (laughs) Like it wasn't just ringside people. It was like the entire place was standing uh, there was when Tyler Bate hit the, oh God, I can't remember now. There was a point where Pete hits the drop dead yes. and everyone loses his shit or the bitter end. I think they call it in WWE now. I think it's called the bitter end. It, uh, whatever. Same yeah. thing. <laughs> uh, and then Tyler Bate reverses yes. the bitter end into the DDT. It was a, like, the, it was a standing ovation. Yes. yes. I, it was just. The most incredible thing I have ever experienced. I have never been so, I was just so taken by that match. And I don't know if any, I don't know how anything was going to beat that right now. It was just perfection. Uh, Obviously, I am possibly the world's biggest uh, Pete Dunne fan. (laughs) (laughs) I, I worship at the altar of Pete Dunne. So I was so, so into it. And it was actually funny because one of my best friends, Megan, came, she once they announced that match was happening like two weeks ago or so we were hanging out and she's like, Oh, I have to buy tickets. So we went on StubHub to buy tickets and found tickets on StubHub next to me. So we oh ended up God. sitting next. Isn't that the weirdest thing? That's I don't insane. know. How that... Yeah. Yeah. The two seats next to me and my family were on sale for StubHub for the exact same amount of money we paid for our tickets, like face value. That is so strange. It was so weird. So she bought them. So we ended up sitting next to each other and we met up before the show. Cause she went to evolve with us. And it was just weird serendipity in which we were both wearing, we walked up and we were like, really? And we're both wearing leggings. We're both wearing the exact same pair of Doc Martens. And I am wearing my Pete Dunn shirt and she was wearing a Tyler Bates shirt. Oh my God. And we were like, how did this happen? (laughs) So it was just, it was real weird. But our whole section was incredibly into it. The guys next to us got up and hugged us after the match. (laughs) We were all so happy. Like legitimately, it was like an emotional release. That's great. My mother stood up in like during the match. My mom reacted to something so like viscerally that she stood up and started clapping. And my mother has never done that at a show before. Wow. So yeah, it was crazy. Everybody, I, I took my whole family, and they're not. 
I mean, my mom loves WWE. She watches it pretty much every week. Yeah. My dad will come whenever he's home. He'll watch it if it's on TV. My uncle watches it pretty regularly. Um, but this was only this was my dad's first show. And this was my uncle and my mom's second show. And they were just blown away by that. And so I don't great. even know. I've seen Pete Dunn wrestle five, four times so far, four or five times so far this year, and I am only in Mar- in May, and I'm just like, oh. He's at, let me find my, uh, I'll just pull up my, my spreadsheets here. Your spreadsheet of joy. My spreadsheet of joy for wrestle of the year. I believe number one is indeed Pete Dunn. Yeah. He is, he's up there. He's, I mean, Matt, I ha- who else? Tyler Bates, my number three. And actually, he's tied with Matt Riddle for number two, so there you go. Nice. Yeah, I think my top right now are those three and then ZSJ right now, I think, uh, in terms of my list. But it's just it's just crazy. And I get to see him wrestle three more times at least over the summer. And I'm just like, <laughs> how do they keep? I can't believe that I thought that their match at the uh, UK Championship was phenomenal. I think I gave four and a oh, half to that match. That match was uh, amazing. I think this one... I think this one was either on par or better. Yeah, I think this one was better because I think the the atmosphere added so much to it, at least in terms of watching it back, like the way everybody reacts yeah. and just is blown away by every every near fall. It's just brilliant. I'd have to go uh, back and look at what I gave their match from the finals. And then yeah. I'd have to gauge it off because this match felt a lot different than that match. Yeah. Which is I great. like the way that they structured this match because it was very like Tyler Bate pulling out all the crazy shit, you know, and yeah. then it was Pete Dunne just be like literally beating the shit like it was the perfect way to encapsulate the Bruiserweight character into one match, I thought. Yes, because it was exactly what he is. It was just the perfect way of him just kept coming back. He kept just going with the forearms, the forearm where he hits Tyler out of midair during that suicide dive yes. was like, holy shit. That's my favorite um, Pete Dunn. One of my favorite Pete Dunn moves. The, the forearm? Yes. That's my favorite thing he does. <laughs> it always looks vicious. Yes. There is chapter 44 of Progress. Their match with British Strong Style versus Haskins, Havoc, and Flash uh, Morgan Webster. Yes. There's a point where... Pete Dunn forearms flash out of like the sky basically. Yes. And it looks like it looks like Flash Morgan Webster is dead. <laughs> His cell is so brilliant because he's one of the best around. But just the way Pete Dunn connects and then he just crumples, oh, it makes Pete Dunn look like the scariest motherfucker on the planet. Yes, agreed. I loved Ugh, it. So great. Oh, it was so good. And there's just so many things in that match that were just like unbelievable. Fucking I felt so bad because the women's match was after and I'm trying to be a good wrestling fan and be super into it. But the only thing I could think of was Tyler Bate hitting that spiral tap. Yes. What the hell? I've (laughs) never seen anyone except Styles hit that. Like, I don't even know how long I was like, you are kidding. I was screaming, screaming at the top of my lungs. That was... And I full on, I full on cried at the end. I was full on tears, like just like I can't believe this is so important. <laughs> yeah, like full on dorky child just bawling. I was so excited. So it was, it was quite an, it was quite an evening. Um, I, I can't remember what Pete Dunn calls the move. I think it's the Xplex. Yes. Is that the, uh, um, the money clip? Uh, Easy yes. money used to do it. Okay. He he sat out with it. And I love. I was like, "Holy shit! I don't think I've ever seen that." Oh, his Xplex is so badass. Yeah, I love it. 
He's, he's just got such a good, vicious arsenal that he can work with. And then it's just him and Tyler have such a nice foil to each other, I think. Yeah. They really work well. I mean, they, they know each other so well, so it just makes sense. But I love matches like that where the people obviously know each other so well that it just takes everything up a notch. And that's how I felt with that match. I felt like it, everything just went was turned up to 11, and it was so perfect. Yes, agreed. As perfect as you can get in WWE. <laughs> uh, I guess we, we should an- announce that Pete Dunne is the new United Kingdom champion. I don't think I said that Roderick Strong won the first match, so... There oh, you go. Yeah. Yeah, Pete Dunn won. Courtney cried. You know, <laughs> the usual. I'm real excited to see how this fits into progress and everything else. And oh You know, for brilliant. I feel like for the most part it hasn't they don't really feed that into progress at all. No, but I think it's going to start now. Okay. Because I mean I'm there's down. Been, there's been there's been some Tyler and Pete like breakup not breakup, but Tyler and Pete issues going on in progress now and i think this is gonna feed into it i didn't watch the last chapter so okay yeah there's not it's not like huge but it happens man okay so after that we had oscar defending the nxt women's championship against ruby riot and nikki cross courtney Mm -hmm. your thoughts uh i felt bad that this had to go on after pete and tyler because I felt like this match was pretty good, but the crowd was not... It's not that the crowd were dead, because people were chanting and everybody was into it, but it was like everyone was still on that like post-coital sex trip where you're just like, holy, <laughs> I need a minute. You know, like they didn't give us enough time. I kind of almost wish that they put... They had the women open the show and then Tyler and Pete and then the Roderick Strong, Eric Young match. Yes. Only because I feel like the girls deserved more uh, from the crowd. And even I, as a huge women's wrestling supporter and a huge fan of all the women in that match, even I was like, I am still just looking on Twitter and I cannot believe that that happened, (laughs) you know. Uh, But the match was good. It was mostly exciting because I uh, Ruby Riot is kind of considered a hometown girl here. Right. Uh, She's from Lafayette, which is like an hour away. So and she worked every single indie you know, in Chicagoland. So everybody who was like a smart knew who she was. Yeah. So she got a really great reaction, which I thought was, it made me really happy. Obviously everyone lost their shit for Asuka and a lot of people really responded well to Nikki Cross, which made me happy because she's the best part of sanity and one of the best parts of NXT in my opinion. Um, but yeah, the match was good. The finish was a little weird. Yes. I, I understood it. I, I kind of like the... If they're doing it purposefully, I don't know. But I kind of like the idea of Asuka starting to become this this champion who squeaks out these wins and doesn't need to use her own finisher. Like, she doesn't need to do anything. She just yeah. ends up winning because of whatever happens. Yes. Uh, I, I kind of enjoy that as like a little sneaky thing. Um, but it just felt like after the last match was so intense and so crazy, when that match ended, it just felt like a little bit of a come down where I was like, I kind of wish there was some type of definitive big ending. Like, even if it had been like Ruby Riot wrecks the shit out of Nikki Cross and Asuka just took out Ruby Riot real quick in order to steal the win, I feel like that would have been a little bit, I don't know, more interesting than what happened. Yeah. I, um, I, feel the same way you do about this match. I it was a little hard to cuz I feel like I watched the the Dunn bait match and then I started to watch the Oscar match and 
I think I had just come back from L.A. and I could not concentrate on it. And I yeah. felt bad. I felt really bad. That was the thing. I felt bad. So that's the other thing is like, obviously, I think a lot of my friends know and a lot of people who follow me on Twitter know that I am a huge fan of Pete and Tyler. They're like two of my favorite wrestlers in the world. So as soon as that match ended, my phone was blowing up like crazy with people from Twitter and stuff. And I'm like trying to watch the match, but also like checking my phone because people are like, WWE posted a video of Pete Dunne taking photos with the belt. And I was like, my emotions. <laughs> so I was like trying to watch the match and not look at my phone. But then my mom was asking who people were. And it was just like, there was too much going on after that match emotionally for me to like really feel like I was being invested in the Oscar, uh, the, the women's match. So yeah. it just, I, I, that's why I feel like if the, the placement would have been different, I would have liked it more if it yeah. had started with that maybe. But I mean, I mean, it was fi- it was fine for what it is for what it was. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think because uh, this was technically supposed to be uh, a four way match, right? Yeah. Until uh, Ember Moon got hurt, I kind of yeah, she, she was there too. They had her on the pre show, and there was a lot of chance for her when she was being interviewed by I think like Charlie Caruso and whoever else was doing the NXT pre show. Um, there was a lot of people in my section because I was kind of right behind the interview booth yeah uh cheering for her which made me really happy because it's like oh poor ember <laughs> but yeah i just felt like i guess i guess because things got shifted at the at the last minute sort of yeah i'm kind of also i'm kind of over the triple threat four corner women's matches i feel me like too i feel like i need that one-on-one goodness you know, I really I sincerely agree because they're doing it on the main roster, too. They're doing it at NXT. And I'm just like, I don't want this. Yeah, I want badass people, badass women kicking the shit out of each other. And also you can do more than one storyline at the same time. Yes, like, it's not. And like, I understand that they were doing the Nikki Cross Ruby Riot thing and the Asuka Ember Moon thing. And they were like two concurrent stories and they kind of put it together for the match and I totally am fine with that but it just it feels like it happens so much in WWE where they just shove all the women in one match. Yeah, um I wish we would take more note from um SmackDown Live before the shakeup mm-hmm. where we right. had how many different storylines do we have? We we had Carmella and Nikki. Yeah. We had Alexa and Mickey. Yeah. And then we had Becky and Natalia. Right. And I was, and I couldn't believe it. There was that pay per view where we had three separate singles women's matches. Right. And, and then I was Naomi so happy. coming back and winning the title. And like she was when she wasn't hurt, she was involved in you know some oh, of that yes, too. Yes. So yeah, I felt like there was like an overarching story of all the women wanting to get to that title shot, but there were still minuscule stories going on around it. Yeah. And it's like, wow, the men have been able to do this for years. Why can't we do this for the literal six women on the, <laughs> the roster? Yeah. Like, really? And I mean, NXT has a lot more women than SmackDown does. And you figure we could, I don't know, have them have, them have some, some storylines, more than one going at a time. Honestly be great i'd love that oscar retains and man ember moon's gonna be made when she finally beats her for yeah. that championship yeah hopefully it's uh hopefully it's soon i hope so yeah i'm kind of I'm wondering i'm guessing that they're I, I don't i'm not sure i don't remember how the the takeover schedule usually works like every two months or something i wonder if they're gonna put another one like why would they even bother having another takeover before SummerSlam at this point. Do you want me to? They, the next one's in Brooklyn, right? Is that the SummerSlam one, right? 
Yes. So, okay. So we do have like a three month break. So Ember's going to win the title at SummerSlam. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> or whoever ends up facing Asuka. Yeah. And I feel like. I'd be like happier if it was Ruby Riot, but. I would too. I absolutely love her. She's one of my, she's one of my favorites. She, I think, uh, uh the year Chikara had the, oh man, the turn, the tournament. Why can't I remember the year long oh, tournament? Yeah. The, um. Challenge the Immortals. Challenge of the Immortals. Exactly. She was amazing throughout that entire uh, thing. And I, and I re- remember when we found out Touchdown was cheating. Uh-huh. And they had that match at, I want to say, the finale. And she was just so good in the finale against him. Yeah. Oh, my God. She She's so great because she does. She's She's got that intensity in her matches where you just, she's kind of, reminds me of sort of Sami Zayn in a way where you just believe in her and you just want to get behind her and cheer for her no matter what. But then she can also do like the kind of fun, silly stuff. Like when she was doing the whole Dash's dugout stuff and touchdown would be talking and her and Icarus would be giving each other looks and like making little faces in the background. Like she has that perfect balance, I think of being able to do both. And I hope they really like not exploit that, but I hope they really display how good she is at like all around. Plus she does, in terms of women in WWE, Ruby Riot is possibly the best promo because there's a lot of really shitty promos. In these <laughs> girls. Like, I don't want to be mean, but like, Jesus Christ, come on, guys. Where is who is teaching these people how to do promos? Like Alexa Bliss, hands down, is the best. There's no question. Thank you. Thank you. But Thank you. there's a lot of these girls where I'm just watching them and I'm like, oh, my God, how is, has anyone ever spoken like to, taught you how to speak into a microphone before? No, they apparently no. have not. Lord. So Oscar retains, and then we move on to Bobby Roode defending the NXT Championship against Hideo Itami. So weird. I don't know. This was so weird. I thought the match was fine, but I just felt so bad for Hideo. Like, I don't get Bobby Roode in general. Um, I don't know. The match was fine. Singing along to Glorious was fun. I wasn't <laughs> going to cheer for Bobby Roode because he's a heel and he's shitty, so I'm not going to cheer for him. But I, I did sing along with the, the entrance because it is pretty fucking fun, I have yeah. to admit. Um, the most, the best thing about Bobby Roode is the entrance, which is a kind of hilarious thing to say because, like, well, I don't know any of his moves. I don't know anything about him, but I can tell you what his theme song is, and that's about it. Uh but yeah, Bob, I never watched TNA, really. Okay. I was never big on TNA. Um, when I watched TNA, I watched for the X Division only because I was a huge Motor City Machine Guns mark. Yep. Uh, so that's like the only TNA stuff I really have any, a lot of, you know, backstory with. Uh, so I'm not a huge, my uncle loves, loved Bobby Roode in TNA. So that's why he was excited when he, he came to the show with us. Um, but it was fine. I just, I felt really bad for Hideo because it felt like a weird, I don't know. It's it just felt weird... weird to have him come back to go immediately into this title match to immediately lose. And then I know that they're setting up some stuff that they did on YouTube after, uh, after the match, which was awesome. If you haven't oh, seen it. Oh no, I didn't see that. Was that, uh, um, I feel like Cassius was involved, right? Yeah, it's Hideo like losing his shit backstage and just kicking shit over, and Cassius basically being like, "Dude, 
you lost, deal with it, stop whining. Like we all lose, like kind of a thing. And it's obviously setting up like a Hideo Cassius Ono thing, which I am here yes, for. Yes. So I am more hype about that than I was everything else like this weekend. I was like, I'll take that little two minute video package and I will enjoy watching that a few times more than I will <laughs> half of Backlash. How about that? Oh wow. Uh, but yeah, so that was really exciting. But the the best part of the whole freaking match was the build up to the GTS. And everyone just waiting. And oh, yeah. Because it's Chicago. So everyone's like waiting, waiting, waiting for the GTS. And it was kind of great because uh, I, at least at NXT, every single CM Punk chant got shut the fuck down. Yeah, I heard that. I'm so um, I'm I enjoyed CM Punk as a wrestler. He's he was like one of my favorites. But come on, guys. It's, who cares? That's exactly how I feel. CM Punk is. He's a Chicago dude, so like I think it's in our blood that we have to like him. Uh, and I do like him. I loved him. He was one of the dudes who got me back into wrestling. Yeah. So I have no problems with people liking CM Punk or people wanting CM Punk back. Like I understand that. But it's just like there's two really fucking good people in the ring. Like Let's just leave these CM Punk chants at home because I bet you he doesn't. I, not even bet you. I know. He doesn't give a shit. No. Like, <laughs> like what's the point of cheering so you can feel good about yourself? Like CM Punk doesn't care about you, dude. Chill the fuck out. <laughs> I'm glad so. they're getting shut down a lot faster. It yeah, seems at, nowadays. At Backlash it was a little, it was a slightly different crowd, but NXT was like most, pretty much everybody was like, "No, nah, we're good." Yeah, no, we're thank hard. you. Uh, I thought That's the match good. was. I think it might have been Bobby Roode's best match in NXT. I think so, yeah. I I don't know. Yeah, I I feel the same way. Like Hideo's just comes back. He's like, "Well, I'm gonna slap this dude," and now. <laughs> Now I'm in the title hunt. Yeah, it was just weird. It was just strange. It was, I don't know. I felt like it was almost too fast for Hideo. Like, I kind of wish they would have pulled it out a little bit longer and had him win at SummerSlam. Yes. Uh, or something like that, because I feel like he really deserves it. And now I, I kind of feel bad because it's kind of like Hideo starting over. And this feud will be, I think him and Cassius will be good. Yeah. But I don't know. I know I've heard rumors that they're going to pull Aleister Black up to the main roster really fast. But if not, they've got to put Aleister Black in on this. They have to give him the title at SummerSlam if they're not going to put him on the main roster. Yeah. I don't see anyone else doing it. Yeah. He. Oh, my God. I'm, yeah. I'm a huge fan of this. Right? Yeah. He's just so great. Um, but I mean, we got a lot of time in between that. And I feel like, aren't we going to, aren't we coming up on dusty classic territory? Oh, you're right. So, I mean, uh, maybe we could don't get even, a little, don't even. maybe we could, uh, get a little Alistair Black, uh, Cassius Ono tag team. I mean, that a little, might... uh, heroes eventually die. <laughs> I mean, that would I be would, cool. I would not be able to handle that. I know. And that is a good question. I wonder when they're, because they're doing the women's tournament in July. Yes. The so May the Dusty Young Classic's going to have to be, yeah, that's a really good point. So we'll, we will see, I guess. And I mean, there, I, I heard there's two other free agents that, uh, used to be a tag team. Yeah, so, uh, I heard that too. Maybe maybe they can, can I, do that. Can I also tell you the one chant that was repeated constantly all evening? Oh, Adam, yeah. Adam Cole, baby. Oh, jeez. Everyone was waiting for an Adam Cole appearance. I mean, I'd need a nap too, so. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, he was... Um, I think there were people who were actually turning to and going, who's Adam Cole? <laughs> because there were so many people chanting for him oh, before wow. the show even started. That's, yeah, you know what so. though? That's great. Yeah. It made me despite my feelings, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, one of my friends suggested that he should just come up to the main roster when Jericho comes back and be Kevin Owens' new best friend. Oh, gosh, I would love that. (laughs) (laughs) That would be too funny. Oh, uh, that would be so good. I mean, he's he's dead now on the the Young Bucks being the elite thing. Yes. uh, Which is great because I... I said it last week and I felt shitty about it, but not really that I was more interested in the young bucks conclusion to their storyline on their show than I was in like an entire month's worth of ring of honor TV. (laughs) (laughs) I was more invested in the Adam Cole, Marty Skrull, Kenny Omega, young Bucks storyline than I ever had been. And there, there was continuity. They even had a a hangman page and Cody Rhodes, like playing roles. I was like, look at that. There's continuity from like 10 episodes ago on this show. We can't get this in the fed. Like really? so it made me laugh but yeah now that adam cole has you know whatever he's doing i'm sure he'll pop up at some point maybe they're saving him for SummerSlam. maybe he's gonna i wouldn't doubt it be in that suit in the crowd Mm-hmm. that's a special place to be all right main event yes the authors of pain defending their nxt tag team championships against diy johnny gargano and tomaso champa chiampa fucking chopper my goodness this match is great um i if pete dunn and tyler Bate didn't happen i might say that this was the match of the weekend yeah it took me a while to get into it because i i felt the whole first part of the match was basically the crowd going are those belts really low because it looked so <laughs> like it literally looked like if johnny gargano had gotten on champa's shoulders they could have taken the belts at any moment yeah it was so low and then it was a running joke in our section, but like, are the authors of pain afraid of heights? Was there spiders at the top of those things? Cause my uncle was like, I cannot take this match seriously because of how slow they're climbing. Like it was obscenely slow. Yeah. And I don't know if they just like, I haven't watched it back. So I'm not sure if they, you know, cut to the things happening on the mat. So you didn't notice, but it was like in the, in the, in the crowd, everyone was kind of going climb what's wrong with like more so than a normal like buying into kayfabe kind of thing it was like a, yeah all right this is kind of ridiculous dude you have to climb at some point kind of thing yeah you're like six foot five just climb like two rings and you'll be fine exactly it was just weird but um once the match kind of got halfway through or so i started getting more and more into it um because the build at the beginning i'm not super into I think I tweeted like it's Johnny Gargano and three other people. That's how I, <laughs> fair. that's how I feel about hey, that match. Fair. What? It's Johnny Gargano who is a precious cinnamon and cinnamon roll and must be protected, and then three other people that I could leave, take or leave. I don't, you know, I'm not really a fan of any of them. Hey, I agree. I mean, I like Tommaso fine, but uh, Gargano's where it's at for sure. Gargano could be. The next Sami Zayn, Daniel Bryan yes. in, of people just believing in him if they play their cards right. And I think they're they are going to play their cards very correctly. I don't think there's anyone who could boo Johnny Gargano at this point. Like, there's no way. No, no way. He's been betrayed too heavily. Oh my god! So the I mean the match was fantastic. I loved the meat in the middle onto oh, the yeah. ladder. I thought that was cool. And oh my god, that German. It was a German onto the yeah onto the ladder that just like just broke. Snapped. That, that Holy was vicious. Shit. That looked terrible. And did they do did they do splashes? Was it frog splashes off the ladders onto more ladders onto people? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Onto the yeah, it was nuts. It was a good ladder match. 
Yeah, it was a solid ladder match. I'm not usually a fan of those, and I, I found myself invested in it, so I was pretty happy. Um, it was it was just crazy. And then and then your heart just breaks, uh, and Paul Ellering gets involved. That was cool. I was super like, Paul Ellering, you are 900 years old, dude. Don't hurt yourself, buddy. He got in that ring super fast. Yeah, dude. He's He, he can go. He was, <laughs> he's a fucking man. So we get the super collider on Gargano and Ciampa, and uh, the Authors of Pain retain their championships and after the match we're we're in the ring and we get the uh i can't you know i cannot wait for this champa heel turn speech oh because it's it's gonna be great it's gonna be real good i'm i'm glad it'll be a heel turn speech and not a let me talk for 40 minutes about the boys in the back speech like he gave it every fucking month at aaw so there's nothing in the world I hate more than fucking Champa's speech. Every time he takes the mic, I'm like, oh, God, just put me out of my misery. <laughs> but I'm fully in support of this whole situation because Champa is a fantastic asshole. Yes. He is awesome at being a shitty bad guy because I already don't like him in general. But, a man, when he's a heel, I really don't like him. And he... <laughs> he, he, he he knows how to work it, and I have to give him credit for that. I think he's genius at that. This this turn, I think, and I feel like for a while everyone's been like, when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? And I feel like this was the perfect time for it to happen. I agree. And I kind of... So did you see that tweet that uh, one singer put out that's like... I'm. I'm recording vocals for a new song for Johnny Gargano. And I thought to myself, man, could, couldn't could someone have told her not to tweet that? Oh, I didn't see that, but that's interesting. Yeah, so... You knew, you kind of had a feeling it was coming. Yeah, I mean, I had a feeling it was coming already, but then when John Boy's getting his own, his own, <laughs> his own theme. Yeah. Uh, so this turn was great. I thought it was very good. It was like, good. it was Festival of Friendship term it's like style of just heart wrenching yes and gargano sells an ass beaten real well he really does he's just i'm just like no johnny please get up he is just oh just so lovable you just want to like hug him and make sure he's okay do you know what we didn't mention that stiff uh ladder shot under his chin oh my god holy that crap that was terrible <laughs> that was awful yeah. The other thing, because I haven't watched this back, did they show Candace at all? Candace was there? No. Okay, because Candace was sitting front row in the crowd, like selling it like like a motherfucker. W- was she on like, camera you- side? Uh, no, she was on the opposite side. Actually, that's probably why. Oh. But yeah, she because we could see her from where we were sitting, and she was like like reacting as if you know, yeah, it all in kayfabe and stuff, and it was pretty great. Did they have uh, a camera on her? No, I we just we I, we just mm. saw her like you could tell it was her kind of thing. Um, it was obviously like her sitting there, but yeah, yeah, she was reacting to everything as though like you know it was a real. And then I love that she played it on Twitter too. Yes. Like on Twitter, she wrote the whole thing about how they've been betrayed by someone they considered family. I was like, oh god, I love it's it. Great. I love that it's all coming together. It's great. It was great. I hope this segues into. I mean, she has to get a contract soon right please uh, i i assume that they've wanted her before but she's turned him down until now that johnny's in there i assume she'll go yeah because what what else does she have to do in in, in the indie scene like she's done everything yeah. i feel like really you know what i mean she's yeah. just she's the she's everybody's number one name when they mention women's wrestling in the indies i yeah. think um i think it'd so. be great to get some like because you know oh man the video package for this feud 
It's just going to be so good because they're going to use all of the footage from their wedding. You know it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you're right. They will do it. It's going to be so great. Oh, it's going to be emotional. I'm not going to be able to handle it. I I absolutely love the shot we end TakeOver on, which is Chiampa sitting on the announcer's table looking down at the destruction he has caused. So let me tell you a thing about that. After the show goes off air, Chiampa sat there the whole time the venue was clearing. He wow. didn't move. So like by the, I mean, we waited like a good 10 or so minutes at least before we decided to start loop moving because it's so pat, you know, it's so crazy getting out of a venue like that. And he was still sitting there. So he sat there for a good 15 minutes, I think, after the after the show went off air, just sitting at that ex- that spot the whole time. That's insane. It was awesome. I was like, oh, I hate you. But that is a very good bit of storytelling. young man. Yes. And it made me happy. Um, I respected that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn you, Chuck. I already hate you. Don't make me try and respect you for your excellent choices. <laughs> Just let me hate you like I want to. <laughs> yes. So yeah. you, you leave the venue, and then you come back the next day. I do. I do indeed. For Backlash, a SmackDown exclusive. The confirmed A-show, according to some people. <laughs> it depends on, wh- on who you want to see, I guess. It depends on... True. Who's the babe of the week for you? That's which that's the show you want to go to. So we open. So we had the uh, pre-show match, which was I actually didn't watch the pre-show match, and I feel fine. a little bad because I love Ty Dillinger. Uh, he was very very over. Yes, he was over to the point where my father was sad during backlash whenever someone was out of the ring that we didn't get a ten chant. Because they kept because they kept doing that at NXT and they kept going ten, you know, like doing that whenever they were counting the the count for the count out. Yeah. And my dad didn't even know that that was Ty Dillinger's thing. He was just sad that it wasn't happening. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's the perfect tens thing because he was on NXT and he was like, oh, I get it. Still, they should do that for everything. <laughs> my dad had a lot of great critiques about how a, a live show should be run, by the way. If you ever <laughs> want to take like someone who's never been before and ask them their opinion, it was super interesting. That's cool. To hear, to hear my dad be like, well, I think they should have done this because I find this more interesting if I'm a person coming for the first time. And I was like, Dad, Dad you have some really good ideas. I'm actually shocked. <laughs> it was really funny. Okay. Um, was the Shinsuke entrance everything, everything it was and more? Was it just... So this was what we went for because my we bought tickets to the takeover right when they went on sale, which was like WrestleMania weekend, I think, or something yeah. like that, or the weekend after. So we were like, oh, cool, we'll buy tickets. And then Shinsuke got moved up to SmackDown and we we're like, all right, I guess we're going to the SmackDown pay-per-view because um, my mother has two favorite wrestlers and they are Shinsuke Nakamura and Tyler Bate. So this weekend was like, we got her tickets for Mother's Day. So this was a thing for her. So we all went, my mom wore her Shinsuke shirt. We all were like ready for it. And it was ridiculous. It, it was so loud. The people singing along to his music. I was like, holy crap. I recorded some of it because I was like, I want to watch this back whenever I'm sad. Uh, it was so good. It was so good to hear that whole crowd like losing shit for him <laughs> I and everybody just knew it was a big deal every time every time yeah. that entrance i just it just makes me so happy yeah it was it was something special i, I was i wasn't i was kind of surprised they opened the show with it but it felt 
like the perfect way to do it, really. Yeah, I thought this was, and honestly, looking through the card, this was the match. As much as I don't really care for Dolph Ziggler in anymore, I guess. Mm-hmm. I still know he's a good he's a good worker. Mm-hmm. So I knew this match was going to deliver and I think it did. I think it made Shinsuke look great. I loved I just loved their interactions in the match and I mean there were points when I I I mean come on. Shinsuke was going to win this match, but there were some points where I was like I don't know if he's going to win this match. Yeah, no, I had the same thing where I was like, they're not going to let Dolph go over, are they? Because this place is going to lose its shit. But there were some times where I totally, I totally bought into it. And I was like, ah, oh, this might be, ooh, this might be getting close, you know? And I kind of was worried, so. That super kick he gave oh. Shinsuke to the back of the neck, I went, oh my God, this is it. This is the end. Yeah. But it wasn't, so that's good. We were, we were, my sister kept kind of reacting and going, like, ooh, and she's like, Shinsuke is real stiff in this one. <laughs> yeah. Like a, and I was like, I know that's like Shinsuke's thing, but even in that, you could, even from where we were sitting, like way high up, we were like, oh, there's some real stiff shots going on in this match. Yeah, it was, it was very good. I'd say this is my, maybe my, I think, was this my favorite? This is probably my favorite match of, of this event. Yeah, it might have been. I have to remember the rest. I'm looking at the other ones, but um, so far, I mean, that's my that's my favorite one because one match was very disappointing, but it wasn't the next match, which was the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship match between the Usos and Brizongo. Yeah, this might actually be my favorite match from this this set of this this show. And I would not argue because. Day one is H. Day one is H. I need a day one is H shirt. So they played, I don't know if they did it on the thing, but they played that whole uh, fashion yes. file segment bef- in the arena. They turned all the lights on and played that. So everyone who didn't really know what was going on, like got the context before it started. Yes. I thought that was so smart because the everyone was giggling like crazy. And then as soon as they came out, like even my dad, who's like, a giant Hell's Angel motorcycle Harley dude, you know, <laughs> blue collar was like, these dudes are fucking great. Like, my dad <laughs> loved it. He was totally behind them. He thought they were great, he thought they were funny. So, I mean, just the that package alone won over the other half of the crowd that didn't know what was going on. So it worked out really well. And the match was so good. It was. It was a very so good, good. It was a very good comedy match, but it was also just a very good match in general. Um, this is all. Uh, you have not watched it back, no? No, I haven't. This was the first time in uh, I don't I don't know some exaggerated number that JBL has been funny on commentary. Oh, okay. Um, because he played it off as when Tyler Breeze was in disguise, he's like, "Why is this janitor out here?" And mm, then he went with it. He went with it, and then he went, "Wait, who let this woman into?" She shouldn't be in here. It was pretty funny. And then he, when he got like de-wigged, he was like, guys, guys, oh my, oh my God, it's Tyler Breeze. I didn't know. <laughs> so he went with it. And then when the yeah. dress got thrown at him, that was great yeah. too. Uh, I will say there were copious amounts of fire Bradshaw and uh, fuck JBL quote uh, chants going on. Oh, I, I, I bet. 
We could hear. It Actually, you know great. what? I think you had tweeted, are these muted? And I said, no, they're not. Yeah, because the one that happened after the dress shot was very, that was the loudest one, aside yes. from the ones that happened like during the pre-show. That one was super loud. And I was like, if, they're, if they didn't hear that one, then they're definitely muting shit. Because yeah. that one was like, everybody was participating in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, which was pretty amusing. I found, I found it was great. I felt... I really wanted Brizongo to win the titles, but I also Didn't everyone. <laughs> I also love the new nasty Usos, so mm. I didn't really. I mean, I was like, "Oh man," but at the same time, I was like, "Eh, I like the new Usos, so it's all yeah. good." I hope, I hope that Brizongo doesn't go into you know just back to being nothing. Um, I yeah, I really want them to like make something out of this because I feel like they won the crowd over so well through this whole pay-per-view, like at home in the, in the actual arena. I thought they, they did such a silly thing, but it it like totally worked and they need to keep that momentum. Even if it's just with the fashion files continuing. Right. Exactly. uh, Yeah. Because those, those have been so good. So funny. I want to know who's producing those. No offense. They let Heath Slater and Rhino have the titles. They can let fashion files have yes. the titles. Like it's not like this is Agreed. some prestigious belt like this is, you know, yeah. New Japan or something. <laughs> like, come on. Heath Slater had the title for like he was the first champion. We can let the the, the cool silly boys have the title yes. for like two months. That would be nice. It'd be such a great win. It'd be such a, a joyful moment. And after that we had Sami Zayn taking on Big Breakfast himself. Big banter, Corbin. Yes. Um, I rather enjoyed this match as well. I, I think with each pass, I mean, Sami Zayn looks, he makes everybody look good. Yeah. So I don't know why I'm surprised, but I think, I feel like Baron Corbin is improving and I personally enjoy him and yeah, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually shocked that Sami Zayn won this match. Oh, I think the entire arena was shocked. Everyone knows Sami Zayn's just around to lose lately for some stupid reason. <laughs> I know. I um, I agree. It's a stupid reason. Yeah. So. But it was. I mean, I that was a surprise, and I tend to like the surprises. And I went, oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, it made me really happy because I love Sami Zayn so much. Yeah, I feel. Did he get him? When Baron Corbin was doing his slide into the ring, slide out of the ring thing, is that when he got um, him with the huluva kick? I feel like it was. I think it's, it might have been. I know it was a huluva kick, and it kind of felt a little out of nowhere, but in a good way. Yes. Um, but that might have been it. I can't remember now. Oh well. Either way, Sami Zayn won. Yeah, and it made me happy. Um, this next match, I'm going to ask a question before. Do. Um, is the welcoming committee the worst name for anything ever? <laughs> Uh, the irony of it. Isn't that supposed to be what we find amusing? Because they're, they're jerks? I don't know. I, oh, boy. I hate it. It makes me real mad. <laughs> it makes me, I think it makes me even more mad that the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship wasn't defended on this. Yeah. We I had don't a, know why. We had the six women tagged. I don't know. Like, no offense. There's five women who could easily... You know, like, yeah, they easily have been put into a singles match and then we could have had a tag team match. Yes, I 100 percent agree. Would have made more. I don't know. And you probably could have taken some time away from the next match 
um, mm-hmm. which I truthfully, well, I don't want to gloss over. Do you have anything else to say about the six women tag team match? I thought it, um, Nat- the, I thought the submission was kind of out of nowhere as well. I I have a lot of feelings about all these women, and I don't know how I feel about them if it's all good. <laughs> like I felt bad because I I don't like Becky Lynch eating pins all the time. Yes. Um, like having to submit. Like I I think far and away Becky is probably the best wrestler out of all those women. Um, which just makes me go like, nah. Um, not that I don't like the other girls. Right. It's just you know kind yeah. of like come on. Yeah. You, you really. Becky Lynch, really? Um, And she got such a great reaction from the crowd. Charlotte's just so... I love Charlotte, personally. I think Charlotte's fucking great. So I'm fine with that. Maddie is one of those people that I really like when I watch her wrestle sometimes. I like her in general. But I feel like she's still as like... As long as she's been a veteran at this point, she's still so stunted in her movements that it takes me out of a lot of like... Like with Becky and even Charlotte's and Naomi, especially like their stuff just is so much more crisp because they just have that like easy smoothness about it. Yeah. But with Natty, it's very stop, start, stop, start. And it's hard for me to really get into a lot of her matches. And that's my whole problem is with she uses that submission, too. I'm like, OK, well, like here's another like 30 seconds of Natty moving two feet. You know, it just it bothers me. But um, I do like Carmella. Um She's been. I think she's been getting better and she better. She has for sure. She's just. I feel like she just keeps building and building. And I. I'd be happy if she gets a little like singles run in here, which I think is what I hear might be happening. But I'd be happy with that because she's amusing and like she's not terrible on the mic and she can actually kind of talk, unlike a lot of the other people. <laughs> so I don't know. And Naomi's entrance was amazing. Oh my god! It I was love it. it was not it was Nakamura levels of amazing. Oh wow! Yeah, because they turn all the lights on and then the music starts and you just see her like silhouette of her shoes and her hoodie that has the outline. Yeah. So it's just like everything's black except her just glowing and then like the the music starts and then the like Titantron starts glowing and then she starts dancing. That crowd really went crazy. Cool. It looks so cool. And then the crowd's just losing its mind and everybody's dancing in their seat. And she does the, you know, the the kneeling thing. Yeah, the down slide the, thing. The slide, the slide down the, the entrance ramp. And then they keep the lights off so she dances in the ring too. And it just, it comes across so joyful and exciting. And so many little girls in those light up shoes, I almost cried. <laughs> just walking around the arena, like to go to the bathroom and seeing like little girls walking around in their light up Naomi shoes. And I was just like, oh, God, this is so important. <laughs> Come on, people. But um, yeah, I thought it was I love her. I want Naomi to just she's great. Have, I want Naomi to wrestle everyone. And it's like, why are they in the six woman tag? I, 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 yeah. Whatever this is, I don't get it. Ugh. And now they're going to put Lana on SmackDown and I'm just going to throw myself off a cliff. Oh, did that happen tonight? It didn't happen tonight. She got a vignette, though, that says, like, Lana coming soon. And my mom was like, Lana's wrestling now? And I'm like, that's that's a way to put it. <laughs> that's that's a way to word it. She's doing something. <laughs> Have um, you seen her wrestle yet? I've seen um her NXT, like, the, like, hard, uh, not, what do they call those, fan cam stuff. Yeah. On NXT. And it's, it's ugh, oh, boy. It's fine. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just, like, really, it's fine. It's not like she's. I don't feel like she's probably going to kill anybody, but it's <laughs> yeah. also like I wouldn't pay money to go see her. Right. Um, uh, her gimmick is the thing that's the problem because it's like a weird dancing gimmick 
That yes. doesn't make any sense because Naomi's already a dancer. Yeah. But they have her doing like stuff that's not Naomi dancing, but just dancing in general. And it just doesn't seem to click. And I'm like, why didn't they just make her like Lana, the hardcore like Russian ballerina style? Oh, my who, God. Like, you know, fucks up and doesn't care. And will just like, you know, like that, like never say die kind of thing. Yeah. That would have been way more interesting from like a character perspective and like a wrestling perspective. If she could use like ballerina style moves you know what i mean like some crazy neck like a leg guillotine or something like that would have been awesome that would have been cool but here we are you know how like stacy keebler used to do that like leg thing in the corner yeah how would it be if lana was a ballerina and had that and was doing like the like deep pirouette like i don't know what they're called but like (laughs) no i know i know what you mean yeah where they bend all the way down yeah all the way up if she had her leg like choking someone at the same time that would be sick I'd be down with that. Maybe she'll just do that in general. I hope she does something because the dancing entrance that she does is like okay. Yeah, that, I don't, I don't care about that. It's just, it's just weird. It doesn't fit her character. It just, that's the problem. It just doesn't fit who she is. Yeah. Or who they've presented to us up until this point. I yes, say. exactly. Next up, oh boy, we had Kevin Owens defending the WWE United States Championship against AJ Styles. Oh boy, I was. It's, it's such a funny match because everyone has a super d- different opinion on it. Uh, I didn't think this was that good. Yeah, I went. I went into it thinking I was gonna really, really love it, and I came out of it thinking that was fine. Yeah, like I didn't. I was nowhere near as hype about it as I thought I was gonna be. There was something that was like a fourth off on it. Yeah. I, I don't know how to explain it, but there was just like a little something that I don't know if it was just too slow to start or there was just something that felt slightly off where I was like, I know this is all working and Kevin Owens heel work is really good. And AJ Styles like come from behind thing is working, but it was like something together didn't make it click for me. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what what was going on. Like Mm -hmm. I, I found myself not caring and it was yeah. so weird. And I, I, I can't, like you said, there's, it seems like, I'm trying to think of a, a good analogy of it. It was almost like there was a weird humming in the background, but I couldn't hear it. Mm-hmm. But I could hear it, and it was bothering me. Right. There was just something off about it. I, di- I just didn't. And I thought, I liked the, does AJ hurt his foot in this? Yeah. I liked I liked that being worked into the match, and I liked it being worked into the finish as well. Mm-hmm. I thought that was clever, but at the end of the day, I was like, "Oh, that was kind of lame." I thought um, I thought there was there's like some aspects of it that were really great. I thought when Owens was working his leg, and then AJ goes for the phenomenal forearm off the top rope, and he slips. And falls because like his knee or his foot or whatever it was like couldn't handle it. Um, yeah. He sold that beautifully. Where like everyone around me was like, did he really fall? Like he, I thought it was great. I thought he did a great job with that. Like the little stuff like that was good. It was like the whole thing put together. It just felt too. There was something off. And I actually didn't mind the finish. I thought it was a kind of clever way to do a count out finish. Yes. But I think I'm wondering. I think. It wasn't supposed to happen exactly like it did. Like, I felt like it was supposed to be a count out, like always, but that AJ did, like, get stuck and it just kind of felt a little disjointed. That's how the whole match felt, like, a little disjointed yeah. for me. Um, but I did love the ending of Kevin Owens 
knowing that AJ was going to get uh, counted out. So he grabs the title before he even rolls back in the ring to get the 10. <laughs> and he, so when it, the, when he, the ref calls for it being a count out, Kevin Owens is already holding the title and already about to leave. I thought that was really smart. And that was like really good awareness of, okay, I'm going to count this guy out. Let me just get my title, my title and go just get my shit out of here. Uh, I thought that was really nice because AJ Styles was legitimately stuck in that thing for what <laughs> it felt like five minutes. Because even after when they show like when it's on TV and Kevin Owens is celebrating and they cut to the replays and stuff, he was still stuck in it. Like he was still <laughs> oh, lying geez. on the side. It was like a long time where we were like, is this part of the show? Like, did he act? <laughs> is he injured? Or is this just like weird um so it felt it just felt a little odd i don't know yeah i was just i didn't uh, hate it but i didn't love it as much as i thought i was going to yeah it was just i was very meh on it yeah yeah next up we had luke harper taking on eric rowan uh did you watch the well i guess they kind of showed a little bit of it did you see the eric rowan talking smack segment i i did saw i saw the part that they showed at the arena okay you (laughs) gotta watch the whole thing it's ridiculous but I, I think I liked it. I'm yeah. not I'm not sure. It was one of those confusing things. Mm-hmm. I think I honestly this match was about nine minutes long and I thought it was I liked it. I had a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fine. I have to say this was the match where I think everybody hit the wall and was kinda like, All right, we're getting close to the end here. because um, a lot of people were not into it in the it, at least around yeah. me. It was kind of it kind of ended up being like I feel like if it was on earlier in the card, it'd be like the quote unquote bathroom break, like food run match. But right. because it was so late and everybody knew the main event was next, everybody else, everybody was just kind of sitting there like waiting it out, I yeah. guess. Even though it's Luke Harper, so you know it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, so it's a Luke Harper match. You know what that means. I do. Uh, <laughs> I love him. I love him so much. And Eric Rowan's fine. Like he's he does what he does well, you know. And I like, feel he's... like he's actually improved a lot mm-hmm. as well. I mean, I used to, I, I never really thought he was fantastic, but I think he can work with what he has going. And he's his, the, just watch the talking smack thing. I will. Because I will. it was, I'll go watch that. he talks a decent amount in it and it was a good level of creepy. And okay. it, it was very cool. I always really liked the segments that they did, even when he was like weird white family, not white family sort of genius thing that they were doing there. <laughs> um, I, I always really enjoyed Eric Rowan's little backstagey segment stuff. So, and Luke Harper is just like yes. the perfect man. He's so, so great. Luke Harper, ex-librarian Luke Harper. No shit. Yeah, Luke Harper used to be a school librarian. That's awesome. So he's automatically one of my favorite wrestlers because we've got to represent. I've got to represent my people. There you go. So he's just great. So I, I'm excited. I want it to go back to Luke Harper doing things that don't involve the Wyatts in any way. I want him to just have his like singles run without any of that being a part of it. That'd be great. That'd be great because I think he could really, I don't know. I want to see more like AJ Styles and Luke Harper. And, I, like, did you just read my mind? Because I was about yeah. to say that. I would love that. What about that. John? What about Alistair Black and Luke Harper? Don't. I can't. Can't even. How great would that? That would be so great. Oh man. Oh wait, wait when do we get our Cassius Ono and Luke Harper shit? Oh, Old god. school Chikara. Oh my god. Yeah, that's the problem. I'm like, when I go to have like watch half of the WWE shows, all I'm doing is making up matches with people who aren't on the <laughs> roster for that show. 
Fair. I'm like, when are we going to get Luke Harper versus Finn Balor? And I'm like, it's not going to happen, Courtney. <laughs> get over it. And I'm like, no, oh, I need another draft. Let's just draft it so I can get my dream matches and then we can be done. Yeah, and then you can just have another draft. After, exactly. After we'll just keep I'm it done. up. It just be a constant circle of shit I only want to watch. <laughs> so speaking of shit you may or may not have watched, did you stay for this? Because I believe we were talking. And you said, I don't even know if we're going to stay for the main event. No, I left uh, about five minutes into the main. Oh, no. Because here's my thing. I don't give a shit about either of these two people. <gasps> but here's the thing. I am i don't think Jinder Mahal is like a really, really great wrestler to the point where he deserves a title run. But there is nothing I love more than shitty racist Randy Orton losing the title to a man of color <laughs> and a Middle Eastern man of color who preaches for diversity and shit. So and seeing my friends, uh, one of my best friends who came to the show with us is Indi- he is Indian. Um, and his reaction to this was like the best thing ever. He was so thrilled. So from that perspective, totally happy. Jinder Mahal can have the title for the next six months. I don't give a shit. Totally fine with it. Um, so that's, you know, this... I don't care about either of them as wrestlers, but right. in terms of like the whole WWE as a whole, I'm totally fine with Jinder Mahal having the title. I'm very interested. I have not watched SmackDown yet, but I saw a picture of the celebration that they... Uh, celebration was great. I will say that's the only part of SmackDown I watched tonight. Oh, man. I'm very excited to see that. It was really... I really enjoyed it. Um, this match was... It was, it was a match. I'll just put it that way. I don't really care for either one of these two as well. Um, I don't. I thought it was it was worked fine. I mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. I'm sure you've seen when when Randy just destroys the Singh brothers on the outside. <sighs> that is literally the only part of the match I have seen because it's all over Twitter. So I hope they're both fine. They they were they seemed fine on the show tonight. I they were they were they were walking. Let's put it that way. I laughed so hard <laughs> because it's almost like he forgot how much he weighed. Yeah, and he just I, tossed him. He Bo- went fucking flying. He did it to both of them, but the one that he dropped on his head and he did the face oh. like he was like, "Uh oh." The best part about the best part about that was after he made the "uh oh" face and realized the camera was on him, he went back to like. He made the uh-oh face again, but it was kind of like, oh, I made that face because whatever part of my body that was being worked over hurts. It was yeah. so funny. Jesus. Um, yeah, so Jinder Mahal is the new WWE champion. and It's so weird, but I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm totally fine with it. I think yeah. it's... It's good for now, and I think it just it makes it makes sense. Like Randy Orton, okay, he's has championship eight billion times. This is different. I think they're still trying to push the product in India, right? Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. that's fine. Do it, whatever. It's new. It's different, and I'm fine with it. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly how I feel. Like, I mean, we have the most popular wrestler possibly in WWE history is an undead man who rises from the grave. Like, why can't we have a, a, a semi-okay wrestler who's a man of color as a title holder? Who cares? Exactly. Like, it's wrestling. Anything can happen. Who gives a shit? Exactly. Uh, so I don't think it's that big of a deal that everybody needs to be, like, freaking out over, like, he didn't deserve it. He's not talented enough. Well, I mean, you can make that argument literally about anyone on the roster, probably. Yeah, you could. Depending, you know, depending on your, 
your personal opinions on some people. Like people could be like, well, he's, you know, this or that, and he shouldn't be champion. Well, that's not how things work. How, so who cares? How great is that John Cena, Jinder Mahal match going to be at SummerSlam? Though? <laughs> Fuck. Because you know it's coming. Oh, Lord almighty. I'm so afraid of that. I and, don't want Jinder Mahal to lose because John Cena comes back preaching about the USA. I hope he. I hope Jinder beats him too. I I do too. <laughs> that would be so great. Uh the only thing that could be worse if like Jack Swagger came back to fucking try and beat Jinder <laughs> Mahal at this point. Like, oh god, can we make this any more awkward? Oh boy. But yeah, yeah, just I don't know. So that was that Good was shit. the weekend. That, that was the weekend. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, you're basically YOLOing really hard right now. Can't stop, won't stop. Tell tell the people <laughs> what you're doing in about, let's see, uh, 48, 48 hours? Yeah, so 48 hours from now, I will be on a plane to London to go to Progress's Super Strong Style Tournament, which is going to be amazing. And then the day I get back, I go to Ring of Honor. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my how are you going to survive? Am I going to see you in July? Hopefully, <laughs> if I make it that far. I bought a plane ticket, so, and I mean, it's on United, so I might be dead before I make it on the plane, but. Oh, true. Uh, yeah, but, I, you know. Jesus. <laughs> hopefully. I think the real question is, I'm going to go, and I have third row seats for um, some some British Strong Style stuff, so will I live emotionally is really the issue here. Very true. So uh, they very, announced, the, did you see the brackets? I did see the brackets. I'm very... It's interesting. It is very interesting because I feel like the the favorite, I guess, quote unquote favorite underdog, who I would I would assume is Banks, yeah. is going up against Jimmy Havoc in the first round. Yeah. So... There's a lot of like shocking, I thought, I mean, I mean, shocking is the word, but there's a lot of matchups where I was like, I was not expecting him to go like that. And I think it could go a lot of ways. I was like, shit. I'm really sad about um, Haskins versus Flash Morgan Webster. Because, gosh darn, I try to love Mark Haskins. I really do. And they keep putting him against all my faves. So I can never, I can never cheer for him. I'm like, oh, you're going to put him against Marty Skrull? I'm not going to cheer for him. You're going to put him <laughs> against Pete Dunne? I'm not going to cheer for him. You're going to put him against Mark Andrews? Not cheering for him. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, Give, give Mark Haskins some shitty people I don't really care about. Give him James Drake for the next six weeks, and then maybe I'll fall in love with Mark Haskins. But at this Fair. point, I'm like, oh, I just want Flash Morgan. I want the final to be Travis versus Flash. Holy crap. Well, I That's believe final. that Flash Morgan Webster on Twitter today said, you guys know I'm undefeated since I came back, right? I know. I just love... I literally think I'm like the one person on the internet who loves Slash Morgan no. Webster more than anyone. Well, yes, more than anyone. I will give you that. Yeah. But I feel like we've talked about my love for him. Yeah. Yeah. You're one of the good people. You understand my plane. <laughs> I suffer. Every time he has a match, I'm like, please let him win. Just please somebody <laughs> recognize how good he is. He's, he's so he's fucking amazing. I really enjoy him. Oh, yeah. He's so great. I'm so excited to see him in person. I'm going to lose it. Um, and we're going to have you back on when you fully recover from that. Yes. When I when I come back, I come back on a Thursday afternoon and then I have Ring of Honor on Friday night. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait it out a little bit before. <laughs> Maybe Sunday. <laughs> no, I think we'll wait a little longer because you, you come back. Oh, no. Next, okay. Well, we don't we're, we don't need the people to hear us discuss when you come back and <laughs> figure out when you're going to be back on. But. 
Because I, I would like to watch the event, too, and then maybe we could discuss oh, it. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, no, because why don't you plug your show? Because that's basically what you do on your <laughs> show. Uh, I have a podcast called The Face Lock Feministas that my friend Jay and I run. And we discuss uh, we started discussing lately about progress. We worked through all the 47 uh, chapters of progress so far so far in a 13 volume series. And now we are doing uh, progress shows as they come up and Freedom's Road, which are kind of like their like NXT, I guess you would say shows. Um, but we're also reviewing pretty much any indie that people recommend to us. So we did uh, some Attack Pro. We've watched a Fight Club Pro show. So we're slowly going to go through a bunch of different indies. And I think our next big watch is we're going to do all the available Attack Pro shows. So if you like British wrestling, you will like uh, Attack Pro. It is a combination of Chikara but with more adult themes, I would call it. Excellent. Yeah. Where can so the people find that? They can find it um, on iTunes if you just search for Face Lock Feministas, or you can find it us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash facelockfeministas. And then also we're on Twitter at facelockfems, F-E-M-M-E-S. And where can they find you on the social medias? You can find me pretty much everywhere. I am on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, all at uh, at Chicago's C Rose. Excellent. So I guess I will uh, plug my stuff now. Should I do that? I guess is that how pod- is that how podcasts I think, work? I think I don't know. Uh, you're the one who does like sixty a week, buddy. <laughs> uh, if everything goes according to plan, this will be my. So I recorded yesterday, no, two days ago, and then I record today. And then I record tomorrow, and then I record Thursday, and then I record on Sunday again. How the fuck do you do this? I don't know. It's uh... like I'm thinking of starting my own, and I am starting my own, which I've talked to you about. Yes, but like I'm already worried about doing two a week or two every like two weeks, and you're doing like six in four days. It's um, yeah, I don't know. You're the man. Th- oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Your toast welcome. Oh. Uh. Okay. So you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search Tornado Tag Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Tornado Tag Radio. Rate and review us as well. And you can also subscribe to us on SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. Shout out to Finally North. They do our music. SoundCloud.com slash Finally North. And head on over to N-O-T-L-G.spreadshirt.com and buy one of our Tornado Tag Radio shirts. And I will also say uh, there are going to be two new N-O-T-L-G.com designs up there somewhat soon maybe even a third one i don't know if my sister texts me back we'll figure it out (laughs) uh support ttr and all of the other podcasts on the night of living geeks network become a patreon patreon.com slash notlg huge shout out to chris who we will both be seeing at the the g1 yay very excited to see i have not seen him since bola oh geez so it'll be good to see him um and yeah, Courtney, thank you. This is a lot of fun. I know I was like, I didn't watch it last night. <laughs> we were, we were going to record yesterday, but I was like, I, I can't. I don't know what what's happening. I'm an old man and I'm too tired. Yeah, dude, let me tell you. Um, apparently, <laughs> I don't. I go to bed. I went to bed at like 11:30, and then I, I went to that- bed at midnight, oh. and I was like, what is happening? 
I did it last week. I went to bed before midnight and I was tweeting about it because I was like, I haven't gone to bed before midnight since maybe college <laughs> when I was sleeping like, you know, weird hours anyway. It's been like years since I've been to bed before midnight. It's so weird. Yeah, I was, um, I, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. This is just my life now. <laughs> All right. So join us again on Friday. Marianne and I will talk about NXT 205 Live for some reason. I don't know why we're still watching it. Hey, I heard Kendrick and uh, Tazawa had a good ladder or er, table match tonight. I think it was a just a brawly match. Thingy. Oh, okay. There was definitely a table involved at some point. Always good. And what else? Uh, Raw and SmackDown. We'll talk about those as well. <laughs> just, just the main shows. You know, just whatever those shows are. Um, all right. So we will. Uh, we'll talk to you guys then. See you later. Bye. Okay, uh, we are recording, and yeah, all right, here we go. It's been a, it's been a long. <laughs> yeah, it's, recording. Yeah, we're doing stuff. Okay, it, it's been a long day. All right, I understand. Okay, all right, ready when you are. I'll here. pretend like I know what I'm talking about. Oh, me too. <laughs> all right.